Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here with another episode of That One Play, and one of the iconic plays today, uh, the Dilford Stokely 38-yard touchdown pass for the first score in Super Bowl 35. Uh, we've all seen it a million times, and here to talk about it today is Michael Smith. Michael, how you doing? Having a great day. Yeah, it's Not a, a great exactly Rushman, but it's a, uh, it's a good day. We are, we are recording on opening day, and this will not play until sometime later. So it might could be as late as June when this is actually aired. But the Orioles opening day is in the air. We're both giddy about what's going on in the O's game. So I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have fun talking to it, talking about it. And then, of course, this game, Super Bowl 35, uh, you know, uh, certainly the, the capper to an incredible season. Michael, why don't you take us through kind of why you picked this play and then kind of set up for this. Yeah, the, the reason I picked this one is is it had a lot of meaning to the little kid me. Um, yeah, a little backstory. My uncle worked in the front office for the Baltimore Colts. And the day the moving vans left, he lost his job. Hmm. So in my family, there was a little bit of venom toward the Urso <laughs> family. Um, and getting to see... A decade, like after the Colts left, I just completely blanked on the NFL for about a decade. Stopped watching, didn't care. Was 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 kind of angry. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got the team back, uh, when we got a team back, I actually didn't root for the Ravens for the first I don't know how long it was until until the league announced that Cleveland was going to get a franchise. Then I felt like I had clean hands. I couldn't root for the team the first little bit they were here because I felt bad for the folks of Cleveland. I say you're you're one of the only fans I've ever heard say that, and and I occasionally get whined to by people with a Cleveland background, particularly one friend of mine who seems to bring it up all the time, even though he knows exactly where the conversation ends. Maybe that's the reason he does it. <laughs> but, but we, you know, the NFL had completely hosed the Ravens. There was no Baltimore. I should say there was no way to get a team back without playing a little dirty. I don't think the Ravens really did play dirty, but they had a public finance, publicly financed stadium, and every owner out there wanted that to remain on the table as leverage for their own home ballparks, which is just the worst place to be. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even, I'd go down a total sidebar if we talked about expansion and tag yeah. boo and build a museum and all that crap. Yeah, <laughs> let's get back to to, to yes. so, take us a weird with the Ravens at this point. Uh, you've been obviously following them during the playoffs. Talk, talk about about this team in that light. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. That was the year of the defense. You know, it, it just if if I felt like that season, if they scored a touchdown, they won the game. It was you know our first trip to the playoffs, our first you know Billick, you know, just coming in with all of his bluster, and it was it was a spectacular ride. The 
you know, goose flopping on Gannon to get us there. Uh, you know, big hands Washington with a field goal block and mm-hmm. Ray stealing Eddie George's soul. Like what a what an amazing, amazing ride that was. It really was a great run. And I think people don't put the postseason run in the same category with the greatest of all time, but it really is. I mean, you know, they allowed 16 defensive points in four games. Yeah. Uh, the only touchdown they allowed was that opening drive touchdown that the Titans had. Uh, a lot of people who want to talk the greatest defenses of all time specifically want to look at only the regular season. It's not fair to look at the postseason. Some teams didn't make the postseason. Well, that's a big deal. You know, the, yeah. the Falcons of 1977, I think it was, it didn't make the postseason or, or uh, uh, you know, that other teams uh, didn't go as far in the postseason. The 76 Steelers lost their claim to the thing yeah. in the postseason with a big loss to Oakland. But the, uh, uh, the Ravens, uh, you know, the 85 Bears, I've, I've met a lot of Bears fans. I don't want to get too far down this alley either, but Bears fans have this weird thing where they want to combine the 1985 postseason with the 1986 regular season. But they yeah. can't take the 86 regular season because <laughs> while that was the lowest scoring defense of all time, they got blown out in the playoffs by Washington. And yep. they can't take the 1985 season because it wasn't as great a scoring season during the regular season. Yes, yeah, so push them up. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry. We're in the, we're in the Super Bowl. The Ravens uh, have a great defensive team. So we talked a little bit about this in the production meeting. Take us through kind of what your thoughts are uh, on the play itself. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I happen to be fortunate enough to be in the stadium, and that that's a whole story in itself. Uh, um, we won the PSL lottery. I, went with, I was there with my father-in-law. Oh, really? Um, we won the PSL lottery. but they, my father, it, it, the mail was going to my father-in-law's house. They were on vacation. They didn't get back until the last day to claim your tickets. Didn't open the mail until about four fifty-eight. <laughs> and I got a frantic call from him, like, "We've got two minutes to get Super Bowl tickets." Uh, so we live on the same street. So I sprinted down to his house, grabbed the letter, grabbed my cell phone called the ticket office fortunately they were working late uh-huh. uh, and, and we secured our tickets um but by that point all of the flights to tampa were filled all the tampa hotels were filled so we had to do this planes trains automobiles logistics thing mm-hmm. we ended up flying into jacksonville renting a car driving to orlando there's millions of hotel rooms in orlando and then driving into tampa every day and making whiskey joe's our, our home away from home yeah, there you go. That's that. Uh, that's a good. That's a good way to do it. We stayed about an hour away uh, uh, as well. The New Orleans Super Bowl. We were way out in the swamps towards Homa, uh, it, but it, but you know <laughs> those things are hard to find. I've got a ticket story yeah. that I'm not going to go into since we sidebarred a couple times on this show. Let's get back to Super yeah. Bowl 35 and what was going on at that point in the game. Gosh, the the I felt great the first play of the game when Sam Adams blows off their offensive lineman 10 yards into the backfield. At that moment, I looked at Tom, my father-in-law, and I was like, the Giants are freaking scared. They're terrified of this team. And then Kerry Collins on a rollout to the right, there's not a Raven within 10 yards of him. He just drops to the turf or throws the ball. I can't remember. He either dropped to the turf or threw the ball out of bounds. Just They just looked like they were playing scared. So it was a little bit of a punt festival. Yeah. 
the the it was certainly and they had a you know the ravens were actually like getting a first down or something and then they'd punt and then the giants would punt and so there's a big gain of of uh field position exchange in the early going for the ravens and when they finally backed up the giants pretty much to their own goal line which is on the giants third drive this was as cool so they started at the one yard line false start for zero yards pass incomplete to hilliard where Ray Lewis had his hand on the football whole first half. Ray Lewis was touching the football, I, it, whole the whole first half, including a one deflected to Sharper. This was the big play that told me the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl pretty easily at nine forty-five of the first quarter. Uh, it's second and ten from the Giants' one, and uh, Collins rolled to his right, threw a little pass to Hilliard that he took for a first down. Hilliard gets up like it's the biggest deal that ever was. First down, you know, like <laughs> you're at your own 13 yard line, <laughs> doofus. And so, you know, it was one of these things that was like, if that's the best, you know, they they got it, we, no problem here. And then, uh, sure enough, that drive petered out and uh, uh, did an interception. It no, it, it was oh. it ended up in one of the one of the many punts, but uh, but uh, it was a it was a it was a fine first half. So anyway, that we we get a little later. It's in quarter two. We're we're at the play at the Dilford. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, still, quarter quarter one. First quarter, I think. Yes, talk a little bit about it. I just I I um I was a huge Stokely fan. Um, so I, I elbowed my father in law. I was like, Tom, I'm gonna call it Dilford to Stokely, and uh, for first down, and then we're on about the 40 yard line, and this was from the. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thirty-eight or thirty-nine, so like it was right below us. And going from our left to our right, I see Dilfer drop back. I see Stokely going by. I'm like, he's got a step. You know, Dilfer lets the ball go. Stokely gets it. Seahorn gets him from behind, and Stokely sort of falls, slides into the end zone. Like we've all seen it. It's it, and the place was just pandemonium. There's high fiving strangers, hugging people I'd never met before. It was just insane and there was just like a bolt of electricity that went through my body i felt like i was just shaking it it felt like you know almost like a religious experience of some sort and i just for a minute there i was like did that just happen like it, it was surreal it was like my football team is gonna win the super bowl if, if they get a touchdown they win the giants can't score against this defense and it's funny at that moment you know, I guess in between the commercial break, in between the touchdown and the kickoff, I, there were people in our section just weeping. We were just so happy. 
So we sat with the Giants fans. The reaction to that play was a little little <laughs> different in terms of the the, the section. There was certainly uh, almost entirely Giants fans. Uh, they hear the progressive despair during the game. That was a lot of fun. The the uh, uh, thing I remember about it was Jason Seahorn was at cornerback uh, for the for the Giants, and he had the coverage on Stokely um, earlier in that game. And I believe it was the previous drive. Uh, Dilfer had thrown another bomb. He threw several bombs. He didn't, didn't complete a high percentage of them this game, but he certainly completed one of the big ones. Uh, overthrew Patrick Johnson on a play where it, in real time, it did appear like Patrick Johnson slowed down. That's what Phil Sims thought he saw. And then it's one of these weird plays where you can't really see it again on the video. Mm-hmm. But the ball is barely overthrown. Does look like there's a kind of a, a shift or a shift of speed level when he turns. Um, it, it's, it's not entirely busy, but, but the thing w- that, that was, was really key about it is everybody was beating Jason Seahorn that day. And Seahorn was an all pro, uh, a pro bowler anyway, who, who had, uh, you know, been one of the giants best defensive players and, uh, and they knew they had him that day. Absolutely. Yeah. It, from, from the minute Sam Adams blew, blew their offensive lineman, it just, it looked like a Ravens kind of de- a day. Um, but yeah, as soon as the as soon as the like in, in that in that break between the touchdown and and the Ravens kickoff, I kind of let go of my Ursay anger. It was this magical thing. I I, I I remember sitting in my seat just looking down. And I was like, Bob, I hope you're looking looking up from down there. <laughs> um, I hope you saw that. I forgive you, man. And uh, sort of a now Indy's just another team. I don't care about them anymore. It for from being so angry to just letting it go. It was a pretty cool, pretty cool moment. I could, I could put it aside. I'm, I'm still not over the entire Ursay thing, but, uh. Uh, but, but it's a, uh, uh, I'm also not one of the people that finds it necessary to go urinate on his grave the way apparently some people still do. And they, they always have to have the cops out by Ursay's grave uh, when, when uh, the, the Ravens play out there. That was a life goal of mine prior to that play. <laughs> I I, so I want to talk to somebody who has actually gone through the experience to see if they've you know really had some uh, something out of this. Anyway, let's talk about the rest of the game a little bit though. First, it, obviously the, the 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 touchdown puts them up seven nothing. They tack on a field goal to go up ten nothing. Now, in terms of your level of surety, did it ever drop? Did it ever rise from there? No, the second that that they scored a touchdown, I, I knew it was game over. This defense was not going to let New York score. The, the Giants receivers were alligator arming the balls. Their running mm-hmm. backs looked scared. They, they just looked like a team that was frightened out of their minds. They, they did not want to be on that field. That's a really good point about the alligator arms. And they were, the, the hit over the middle, that might have been Hilliard also. I'm trying to remember who it was. Harper on Hilliard. Yeah, that was a that was an unbelievable hit. The kind of thing today that would certainly have been a penalty, but uh, yeah. but it was a, it was a massive hit. Uh, the uh, hundred yards of personal fouls if, if they played under today's rules. <laughs> yeah, but it was a, it was a, a violent physical game, and and uh, uh, Ray Lewis certainly deserved the MVP. I thought it might not happen. One of the things, if you go back, the nineteen ninety six Orioles got into the postseason, and they've got in on Saturday by winning the game, I believe. Yeah. So they had to go go to Toronto and beat it. And of course, on Friday night, Alomar spat at the umpire. And on Saturday, he hit the game-winning home run. And it's like 
they obviously decided no matter what, Robbie Alomar is not going to be the MVP of this game because the MVP of the game was the Baltimore Orioles for lasting, outlasting. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, it was one of those uh, really weird things. But I thought they might apply some of that same thing to Lewis, but fortunately they didn't. And uh, you know he, he was by far the most dominant player on the field. Five tackles, that doesn't even begin to tell the story of no. what he did that day. No, he was sideline to side. He was everywhere. It, it was an amazing game. Yeah, great, great to see him on a, certainly one of the best games of his career, despite the you know really low score sheet impact. He had a, he had a tip ball that went for an interception. He, I think he recovered the fumble inside the five yard line that led to another score. So it's not like there weren't turnover involvement, but but you know relatively few tackles involved. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but great game. Uh, I, I did not have the game in pocket until after halftime. At ten to nothing. You know, Villa came off the field and goes, I don't know if it's going to be enough. We still have to do some things offensively, I think was the way the, the words he used. But this has been our MO all year. And uh, and then the the uh, Starks interception for the touchdown happens. And before oh, yeah. he hit the goal line, I'm like, Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I, I'm still irritated that they got the kickoff return for the touchdown. I, yeah. I wanted a donut, but yeah. That would have been something really special, given the the fact that no other team's been able to do it. So, uh, uh, you know, that would have been the capper for for this team in that season, certainly. Absolutely, funny postscript to that. I um, at the end of the game, we you know we're watching this, the trophy presentation. Um, end up calling home to talk to my wife and and kids. Um, my wife answers and she's like, you know, how was it? I'm like, oh my god, best day of my life. And there was just dead <laughs> Not the day you married me or our, our birth of our children. <laughs> exactly. She was like, yeah. are you forgetting our wedding day? Are you forgetting the birth of children? Like, oh, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to call this one pretty, pretty, pretty high up there. Uh, subsequent, about two years after that, we ended up filing divorce papers. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that was probably the best day of my life. Yeah, uh, so. I'm I'm real sorry to hear that, Michael. But oh, I'm not. It it, it was needed. T- terrific pleasure talking football with you. Uh, uh, where can people talk football with you online? I'm not really much of an online presence, so uh, yeah, I, I will occasionally uh, hop on to the uh, um, Russell Street Report um, Billick fan there. Um, okay. But I'm not a very active poster, not a very active on on social media. Well, I appreciate you getting together with me to do this show anyway. Uh, we're always looking for for new people to do it, other folks out there. If you want to, just hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. And uh, if you've got any interesting play from Ravens history, I want to talk to you about it. And uh, there's been a large number of these recorded already, and there's still a ton of great plays from Ravens history. One of the ones that, that we haven't got anyone taking yet is Corey Redding picking up the fumble in the 2010 playoff game and running it. No one took that yet. Uh, and and, and there's, there's, believe me, there's 50 others as good from more memorable games than that. And uh, I just want to I want to hear from more people. And I've, I've really appreciated the the kind of new people I've been meeting through this process. A lot of good people I'm going to have back on for other uh, show uh, uh, series that I'm running. So uh, really appreciate you coming on, Michael. Thank you very much. It's been a blast. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.